Hi, and welcome to a podcast from Hope Springs Church Coventry. For more, please find us on Facebook at Hope Springs Church or on Twitter, we're at Hope Springs Cobb. Thank you and enjoy. Hi everyone, welcome to episode 7 of the Living Visible series. Today we're talking about living visible on social media, joined by Susie and Steve Alton and Cy Mills. So question number one we discussed or we're going to discuss is what social media platforms do you engage with and why these ones? And I'm going to point it to Cy as first to oh, kick us off and then we can take it from there. It's like that, is it? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I guess uh, I'm going to make this question last loads longer <laughs> just because I can. Um, no, um so in terms of social media, like strict social media, I, gen- I only engage with Facebook. Um, I don't do Twitter or Instagram or anything like that. Uh, but I also engage with blogs. Um, I don't know if that counts as social media or not. Um, and the reason being is that I am a reader. Um, I have a high value for words and I have a high value for explanations as well. I don't like unexplained comments. Um, which we'll probably come on to in a bit when we talk about our experience on social media. Uh, so hence, I, I like uh, Facebook because it tends, well, in the past, it's been a lot more wordy. Um, and the, the kind of each post ends up having its own conversation around it, which is quite a neat way of keeping things together. Uh, and then blogs, obviously, that's actually just a, a long monologue by someone usually. But it actually gets to their point and the reasons why for their point. Uh, so I don't really, I could, I, I couldn't see myself engaging with Twitter because it's just far too succinct, which I am not. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. That's a good answer. Who, who are we going That's to next, Matt? Steve. Oh, um, I don't know why it's become. Let's go on. Sorry, Steve. Go. Yeah. For me, I think it's Facebook and Twitter. Um, I never really. In, got on with Instagram. I don't know why. Um, I think why those two. Um, I think that's where most people I engage with are on. Um, but I think for me, and this will probably come on a little bit later as well, I find them useful for kind of information updates on how people are doing as opposed to a platform to discuss on if that makes sense i think i almost like the kind of informative how someone doing kind of part of those those two platforms in particular um twitter obviously becomes a bit more like you mentioned so it's obviously more succinct so it's almost a bit like headline news of this is what's going on or this is what's happened or whatever it may be um facebook i think um has longer stuff but i think it still has that aspect to it and i think i quite like that aspect um of it um I find the discussion aspect of them more difficult. And I think Instagram is less updated. I think it's almost like just more succinct things that are kind of just um, pictures, really, pictures yeah, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. And so, yeah, so I think those two for me, I think. You see? Um, so I use Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn, actually. Um, LinkedIn and Twitter a bit more recently from a professional point of view I find that helpful like Twitter I get quite a lot from it and um, from different people that do my job 
Um, so I find that quite useful um, to give me information. Uh, Facebook's quite a bit of a time waster for me, I think. So I've actually deleted the app off my phone. Um, I was going to delete the whole thing, but Steve actually told me not to delete the whole thing. I did. But to be able to go onto it and be intentional about finding people on it. Susie clearly agrees with that, <laughs> that, that point as well. But, um, but oh, yeah, but yeah, so LinkedIn I quite like as well from a professional point of view. I think it brings in a different kind of group of my friends or colleagues or connections that aren't on other things. That's um, cool. Yeah. That's cool. Go on, Matt, your turn my perspective uh facebook twitter instagram i don't know if you would coin whatsapp in the same family as social media but sometimes i think of it now that it's owned by facebook but i guess it's that kind of closed group setting um i suppose a lot like what susie's mentioned in terms of twitter i find that a lot of people doing my job kind of marketing related will spend time kind of sharing resources or information or just opinions um so for the for my kind of sector that tends to be um a good place to kind of find out latest news and and kind of snippets facebook is very much yeah friends and family related and i suppose i've i've yeah and people that i engage with um on a kind of more regular basis and would want to find updates that way. Instagram tends to be, and I found myself following more and more content of late. Um, I guess, yeah, it's more about that kind of social platform to get information again, but it's just kind of tidbits. You're not, you're not searching for anything specific. I find with Instagram, it's just, if I follow accounts, it's just, you might stumble across kind of inspiration, et cetera. Um, and again, I, th I think I find more often than not nowadays, I'm more focused on the kind of messenger elements of Facebook or or WhatsApp and things like that, which again is, I suppose, how social media in, in my mind has kind of changed at least, or maybe this is something we can mention later points, but yeah, the, the why for that is very much around communication and, yeah. and talking to people. That's cool. Cool. So... Question two, what has been your experience of socially connecting on these platforms? I'm going to go to Susie first. I know you're going to do that. <laughs> um, experience of socially connecting on them. I guess Facebook's a bit more like a keeping contact with people from old on it. And it's, it's quite nice to, to see what they're doing. Um, and I think I like sharing things that I think are helpful generally to people um like not necessarily things about God as such um because whilst I think obviously that's incredibly important I also don't want to alienate people at work or whatever not that that would be doing that but in my head so I try and be like more general on Facebook about like sharing things about hope and about um love and about how to treat people and things like that um instagram i don't really share anything on because it's pictures and i don't really take that many pictures um i think that's it twitter the same i like retweeting things that i find inspirational or hopeful that i think might be hopeful to somebody else or of use to somebody else i think that's probably it I pose the same question to Sai. Was there anything that, especially as well, you know, when we talk about kind of um, 
conversations is, is there anything that Susie's mentioned that's resonated with you in terms of social platforms and socially connecting yeah I think of like just listening to all of us as the whys and wherefores of each one we're all kind of vastly different yeah um in terms of even the ones we the ones we pick for certain things other as a, others of us will pick something else for exactly the same thing um so for me my experience of uh by and large facebook i guess because that's the only one i really engage with uh it's been very mixed but i go through phases with it as well so for a long period of time it was a really uh, great resource for me actually uh, in terms of learning so i follow a lot of um christian authors or theologians and that was generally a space where i would ask them questions or find out about other things that they're doing and just follow their general work um, so that was always really helpful uh, so the conversations were always really fruitful and really respectful uh politics um i i did spend time dabbling in that um trusting the social media universe that there would be some sort of rules of engagement that are agreed to by all parties um i have subsequently discovered over a long period of time unfortunately that that is not the case um so whereas i might engage uh, in kind of traditional kind of rhetoric or debate other people just take it as i'm having a go uh, uh so i've kind of demurred from doing that sort of thing recently i do like the engagement still i like there are certain people who i can a question or challenge or just inquire uh, uh, to their thoughts because not because I'm trying to be pushy but because I genuinely uh, respect their opinion especially if it's different to mine I want to know why that is and if I maybe I'm not thinking about something deep enough um so it's a very varied experience and then of course there's just like the regular family stuff and friends um you know and you just kind of ghost along watching whatever they're doing and give 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 people the occasional like just to just to make sure they know that you like them still and uh so my experience has been very varied i think more recently i've been a little bit more passive about facebook um but by and large that's a lot to do with the people that i follow being more passive so they're not putting out as meant as much content so i'm not kind of engaging that much i don't think um and it's more like a networking tool now so i promote a lot of more like church stuff yeah. uh kind of getting you know some of the resources that we're doing out there or actually getting resources in in terms of like the, the food hampers and stuff like that so yeah mix mixed bag for me yeah am i going next matt yeah um, really? <laughs> um i think that last bit you said for me so kind of is the thing for me. i think it's become a like a, a which is what it's meant to be a socially a social networking thing but the emphasis on the networking part um so i think being able to connect with people like susie said that i've uh, kind of old acquaintances or people i don't live near or have regular conversation with on other platforms like you mentioned Matt, like whatsapp and all that kind of stuff i, I don't connect necessarily through those things um but that it gives me a really I find a really good platform and a really good space to be able to connect with people that I'm not in regular contact with up to this point or new people that, that actually is really brilliant to be able to connect with. And some of that, like you said, Sai, happens with the, the resources we put together as a church, but also happens with the things we connect to. Um, and some of the stuff we've done recently with the food hampers, for example, that yeah. as some of those connections have only happened 
because of what's been going on on, on these platforms. Mm. And I think that in a way for me is kind of, yeah, balance almost, I suppose, redeem my faith a little bit in some of what it can be used for. Um, mm. I think like you said, so I think it can become very heavily yeah. opinionated. And whilst there's no problem with that, I'm not always sure that we have the skills to manage that as people yet, um, for whatever reason that might be. Um, and so I think, but using it as a socially networking tool, I think has been really healthy and I've really enjoyed to be honest. It's really quite exciting kind of thinking, okay, who, how, how can we reconnect? And, and some of it's been like old colleagues who have seen stuff we've done with hampers, for example, and gone, actually we'd love that in our new school. So I've not spoke to them for mm. four years, five years, but then we're friends on social media, we're friends on Facebook. They see something, oh, actually we could do that. And then it reconnects. And um, who knows where that might lead. Absolutely. That like, point. yeah, obviously that like one I said before, I didn't mean, I don't want people to know that I'm a Christian, I'm a good church, whatever. <laughs> but I think what I mean is you don't have to be like, like Bible bashing with it or whatever. And, and like, yeah, the people that we've connected with from doing the hampers, some of them, like, well, I think after one post, I got like four friend requests from like old colleagues that I'd work with. And like, I don't care about how many likes I get or how many friends I've got, of course, but it's nice to think, well, where might that lead again? And, and, and how can they help me on? And how can I maybe help them on just by yeah. being in connection? And it doesn't take a lot, you know, yeah. just at like on an app on your phone, but who, you know, how can I be quite easily a benefit to them and vice versa? Yeah. So I think that's been quite exciting actually. Yeah through just sharing things and, yeah. or retweeting things depending on what platform it is. Absolutely. And I think it is that. It's kind of, um, I remember watching a documentary on the whole thing and I think it's the intentionality of it, isn't it? That that, that, that has helped me socially connect yeah. with people, being intentional about why I'm going onto it, why I'm using these things, what's the purpose. And it, it, it is to connect, if that makes sense, and therefore to find a space to be able to do that. And sometimes that leads to connection in, in the real world which it yeah. has done, which is great. And sometimes it doesn't because either it's not possible or it's not, doesn't happen like there and then. Do you know what I mean? Like sometimes people live on the other side of the world and therefore actually mm. you're not going to see each other in the real world. But without those platforms, you may not engage and have the conversation, the relationship with them that, that you do. And I think, yeah, in a way, I think that, yeah, it's been cool. It's been good. I enjoyed that part. Your turn, Matthew. <laughs> I, well, I think that's the great beauty in terms of the, the question itself. When we talk about experience of, of social connecting, I suppose experience in itself relies on a history and those kind of engagements that we've had. I think the, the beauty of all the social media platforms that we talk about is that intentionality behind the first sign up to these platforms. The original, I guess, kind of lore of all of this was almost a self-promotion or, you know, it, it was this idea of almost gamifying your life in terms of the connections you'd have and the way that you can kind of interact with people you gain the likes you gain the comments but then that format shifts like you mentioned Steve in terms of people's interaction with it because it's you know in your life you don't put a statement out and, and wait for people to come and comment from random kind of areas but but this was this was the whole nature of a, a social media and we all kind of got swept up there what you know believe it or not there was a time before social media uh in, in whatever format you you kind of think about it because i know si mentions about blogs there was you know a period before then but i understand the history of blogs kind of far outweighs the history of social media as such in terms of the, the more modern format um but yeah it's it i think the the idea of experience your intentions for social media platforms change over 
the, the frames of your life. Your, your goal to build connections um, kind of stops at a certain point, I suppose, because that instant group of friends that you associate with and that wider circle of friends that they might have eventually kind of fades away. And I suppose we're in, I, I don't know what era you kind of think about social media and platforms and things like that, but we're in a time whereby it almost feels like we've kind of filled them with the the contacts or, or the kind of resources that we might need. And we're kind of now not finding a needle in a haystack, but we're finding those connections that are even further down the line kind of thing. But I think the, the real beauty in all of that is the stories that are made from everything that we kind of put out. And I think it's interesting because you're kind of telling the story of your life in some ways through social media and, and those interactions this stuff that you might want to keep back this stuff that you might want to put up but it's also the means by which especially for hope springs the stories that are starting to be told yeah. through the different formats and we're almost it feels a little bit full circle because when we're now going out with the hampers and almost showing the product or the fruit of the labors that have happened people are engaging in a different way to just a call out for yeah. stuff in some ways they're seeing oh this is this is a great multiplication of of stuff resource food for people i want to get involved with that whereas other people will be interested in the start of the journey so i just think it's great that these platforms have provided that and we can share that as a church and i think experience in terms of socially connecting is different for me personally in terms of work stuff and things that i do with a page on facebook or instagram etc and personal stuff and it the funny thing is i feel like sometimes it can benefit you being a page and a bit faceless as opposed to putting yourself out there and sometimes it might make you want to take that step that you feel that you can't do because of a history that you've built up on your own personal platforms that you can do on pages so that's my experience in a nutshell that's cool that's Mm -hmm. great one how can we live visible and love the people we connect with well on social media platforms go Uh, we're all being really Christian, aren't we? <laughs> um, okay, go, going back to one of the people I've connected to uh, via social media is a theologian called Douglas Campbell. Um, and he's like pretty high up in those academic circles. But I remember hearing him do a lecture a while back. And he was talking about like the various kind of spi- the, the fruits of the spirit. And, uh, he, and he just gave this kind of throwaway line. It was just like, well, is, is my presence that? Uh, so kind of he was talking about being peacemakers and am I a peaceful presence and he said like or more pointedly you know am I is my social media presence a peaceful one yeah and that and that was just really I don't know I I don't know like the penny just dropped for me then it was just like how, how do I interact in the world like would would somebody that didn't know that I was a Christian without me putting up like a a, a Christian meme or a bible verse on, on my Facebook would would they say that my presence in there in in that space was a peaceful one or a peacemaking one or, or would I be, um, you know, considered an aggressive presence or a, a or an annoying presence or whatever or, or even like a selfish presence or, and that just really challenged me and it kind of made me it, it did make me think about um, you know, the intentionality like uh, you, you've said a few times now like just about the intentionality of how I use that space because yeah. it's not just. It's not just my space to to quote another social media platform. It's not just my space, but it's an actual interactive space. It exists because it exists between people, not because it exists just for me. And therefore, like when I put 
myself out there or when I occupy space there, um, I'm also occupying other people's space, you know, like I'll come up in their feeds or I can comment on their, on their stuff. Um, and so that was just a really big challenge for me. Like, is my, is my presence, would, would it be associated with the spirit of peace? Um, and so that was always kind of, yeah, that, that sort of thing was a challenge and, and therefore like to live visible is to kind of live out um, the Christian virtues, I guess, to use an old fashioned word, the Christian virtues, but in that space, um, it, does it mean that I kind of post John 3.16 and tell everybody to get saved? Um, I don't know. I mean, maybe if I was trying to emulate uh, John the Baptist or something, possibly. But it's kind of like, am I? Like, what virtues am I kind of demonstrating here? How, how do I engage with people? And obviously, like, I fall afoul of that. I don't do it remarkably well. But it's kind of just having that sort of mindfulness, I think, for me. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. I think that's it, isn't it? I think it's... I think, like you said, I, I think social media a lot of the time reveals where we are at, and by we I mean like corporate group we, because it shows our interactions and whereas sometimes real world interactions, we can just stay away from that. I think sometimes social media in, in its, and I mean this sincerely, in the amazingness of it connects people. Um, and because of that, it can cause tensions and it can cause fallout, can't it? And it can cause disconnection um but i don't think that's necessarily the fault of those platforms i think it's more yeah. the reflection of where we as a society are at and the fact that actually maybe we're not as good at connecting with people who have different opinions to us as we think we are and i, I think that for me is the biggest challenge i think it's and and the the one that i think makes me most excited and most sad all at the same time um, I think for me, the idea of, like you said, side, do I do I communicate peace when I'm on there, or do it, or or in another way, do I just not engage with it at all? And I don't think mm. that you have to engage with it, um, but I do think it's a space where people are, yeah. and I think because it's a space where people are, um, without sounding too cheesy, Christian, I yeah. won't use no virtue word like you said, but I'll, um, but I think G- G- Jesus was where people were. And I think in that sense, I don't think our entire walk should be solely on social media and expressed that way. But I do think people are there and people exist in that in that space, in that world, for want of a better expression. Yeah. And therefore, I think it's important that we, and I can use the word again, but intentionally engage with that. And like you said, be peaceable. And I think it it can be redeemed as a space where there is genuine connection, not because of agreement, but because of genuine relationship that goes deeper than agreement. Um, I don't think I'm there yet. I don't think many of us are there yet at all, but I think it's for me where I want it, what the the journey I want to go on. I want to be able to kind of both walk it out and the people I relate to that I don't agree with on some things and have polar opposite opinions on, on certain things, but but walk that out in a way that actually even on this platform we can find connection that might not be possible in real life because we don't live near each other or we're not in the same country or whatever it may be. Um, But actually we can find connection and perhaps more importantly model that in a way that this is what it looks like to disagree um, but still be connected. And I think that's difficult because when it's using those platforms, it kind of becomes 
harder to do that, doesn't it? Because you, mm. you lose the 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 ninety percent of communication, which is body language or facial expression or tone, all that kind of stuff. And I think it's it's learning. We haven't learned those skills, I don't think yet. And I think we still need to learn those skills about how how do I communicate that ninety percent that's missing in that context. And I don't. I think it's it it's bringing that message that that spirit of reconciliation, that spirit of connection into that world not exclusively but as a part of human existence and a part of human conversation discussion because we we exist on there whether we whether we think we should or should not we do and therefore it's how how do we bring that reconciliation into that space i suppose and i think like you said it's about what mark do i leave in there how do i relate how do i connect with people that that i might not see eye to eye with and how how do i speak to them how do i make sure i communicate all the things that I would communicate in person to them to let them know actually I'm, I'm okay with you. I'm, I'm good with you, even though we're disagreeing right now. And I think that's a skill set we need to learn somehow. Um, yeah. yeah. And there's also the tacit thing of just because I can disagree with you and still be okay with you, actually, you might not be okay with me. Yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, and that's something I've had to learn because <clears throat> generally speaking, I'm quite dispassionate especially on social media i don't i don't generally carry around the conversations or arguments but I'm, I've, I've slowly discovered i'm slowly learning a lot of things in life i think but i've slowly discovered that not everybody else is like that and that people yeah. it like disagreement does hurt other people um and it's kind of it's not learning to just be agreeable because i think it just becomes a shallow and a little bit vacuous then but it's kind of learning the people that you can disagree with um, and, and, and that you can do that well. So there are some people on there that, you know, I could have a right old ding dong with and still be completely fine with. And there are other people that if, you know, I just get unfriended. <laughs> In fact, I probably am unfriended. I've probably only got about three friends on Facebook now, but uh, I don't check. But yeah, so. But it's kind of so I may think that I've disagreed with someone really well, but actually they've just unfriended me and I've never heard from them since. But um yeah, I think there is that. It is a two-way street, and it's always kind of there's a certain wariness, isn't there, about how much, how much of, how much can I put out there, and how much can I trust you to yeah. understand that as well without the ninety percent of the the rest of the body language in that. Yeah. yeah, and I think there's a part of that as well, isn't it? Then there's, I almost wonder whether there's a, a part where if that is seeming to happen on that platform, where the the body language and the ninety percent of communication is still needed whether we become intentional about trying to reduce some of that barrier with, with some of that, those relationships and kind of find other ways to communicate that supplement that, if that makes sense. So whether that is in person or whether that is over the phone, or whether that is in a private message conversation that, 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 that's not public to everyone to see, or we've got the, the wonderful things of zoom or FaceTime and all that, yeah. haven't we? And I think it's kind of, and sometimes that's hard, isn't it? But I think it's it's that, isn't it? It's kind of, in my mind, and I'm not an avid user of, of these platforms from a personal perspective. Like, like I said before, mine's more connection with people socially in terms of like networking. But I think for me, I almost feel like I want to be more because I want to be in that space where I can go, actually, okay, we didn't disagree well there, maybe from my side or maybe from your side. Um well, actually, let, 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 let's see if we can take this conversation or this relationship to the step to the side and how else can we can now connect 
because that didn't connect us at all. So how can we actually genuinely connect that then when we connect next time on this platform, which is part of our experience at the moment, that we connect better mm. and we disagree better next time. And, and I, that won't always go well, will it? But I think it's, yeah, there's, a, the, there's an intentionality again with it, isn't there, I suppose? It's like, actually, if I'm going to disagree with you, am I going to intentionally do what I can to follow up on that disagreement, I suppose, and when I feel there might be something. I suppose that's the beauty. I, I, we're saying live visible, but part of what we're almost saying here is conversations can be taken from the fairly public realm and actually be taken to somewhere where you can have a more kind of in-depth kind of uh, uh time and space to be able to to do that and i think that increased i mean the thing that i was thinking there was almost we're talking about um kind of to to love the people that we connect with sometimes it, i'm kind of thinking about the ways in which we can support those people so we were discussing about you know disagreements but they can still be amicable or you can still support somebody in your disagreement so that they may not carry that around with them um but of course we don't have that complete control and i think that's the uniqueness of social media it's public but it's not quite public because it's still moderated because it's still um controlled by that user or yourself or anybody and like like susie was mentioning you can switch it off when you want to but there's still that idea that you've still got a profile there there's still a, a presence of some kind but i guess it's just the the fact that some of that support can come in different kind of ways that support could be the initial support or love that we could show somebody in in a time of crisis or yeah. need that they might put out fairly publicly on on a social platform or you might read between the lines and message them privately but similarly there might be you know a kind of hearty discussion like Sai mentions that can be supportive and still fairly public and visible and that might shake a few other people or it might rally them around you but I think it's some of it is I guess the ripple effect of social media that we don't think about is the kind of unseen that the interactions that don't have any likes or comments against them but it might still impact positively on people's life or, or might challenge them or might bring them closer to god in it in a moment and i think that's that's equally the the kind of beauty of it yeah i think it's interesting like you said but i think exactly that i think it's, it's that it's the same approach to normal life in a, in a way isn't it it's that kind of prayerful like you said that peaceable intentionality isn't it that i'm going to prayerfully consider my interactions with people and, a, yeah. and it's, it's like and i think we're also the, the other flip, flips i mentioned at the start as well it's like the impact of of news about things is also a really positive way to love people well that like we talked about the, the hampers that have been able to be provided that's loving people well and a large part of that would not happen if it wasn't for these kind of platforms because people wouldn't see it they wouldn't know about it and therefore they wouldn't get connected in to that and i think that's an aspect to living people well or just like this stuff to do with like i know you've done a lot of stuff so i'm like furniture and that kind of stuff for people like those connections happen on that platform and i think sometimes that in itself is loving people well isn't it it's yeah. like like those, those, those little slight comments or little little things that happen that kind of just yeah like you said the, the ripple effects mm -hmm. matt isn't it? it's the kind of like this knocked onto these things and look at now what's happened because of that. Um, and I think like love it or hate it. I'm not saying everyone should go and get all these accounts at all, but people are there. Like you said, yeah. like there's people there 
and there's some people that follow like any of us or the church page or the not not church pages and actually they get something from it yeah and i think it's about your heart attitude as with everything like yes it can probably go on to the next question but yes it could become obsessive yes it might not be good for your mental health but for some people actually it might be okay and for some people you sharing something or doing something on social media might actually be what they need for that day and I think especially through lockdown I can think of countless people um in church in work in different um forums who have got value from seeing yeah. something on some kind of social media. And I think would be foolish to just throw it out with the bathwater. And again, as I said, I've deleted my app off my phone because yes, I was spending too much time on it and I was wasting my time. And, but I can still do good with it and I can still, yeah, like it can still be of use. Yeah. And I think again, like, yeah, Potentially, it's about your heart. I think you could have, you know, it's like with money, you could have X amount of money and it could be a hindrance to you. Or you could have, but you could have a lesser amount of money, it could be a hindrance to you. It's about your heart and it's about um, your attitude, I think. So I think for me, I am going completely going on to the next question now, because I think it can be a challenge as well as it can be a blessing. And I think it's kind of over to you to whether it's going to be a challenge or a blessing and then to respond like that, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, because some... With you, like, sorry, you can't. Sorry, I don't want to tell your story, and like, well, but like with the the hope and the the support that you guys have given through Sarah's journey and story, yeah, through social media, I, I'm sure that you've absolutely changed lives by by being part of the group that Nick's part of. Um, yeah, and and I'm, and yeah, that might have happened outside social media, but I doubt it. Like yeah. I know you built connection from that, but a lot of that, who knows what good that did? Absolutely I suppose. Right, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I think that's one of the things, though, isn't it? It's that because um, social media isn't isn't it's not like a window into other people, is it? It's a mirror for yourself often, yeah. um, and it is about your intentionality. Because one of the things I, I've found, kind of just alluding to that sort of story, but it's 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 a place that could be like wonderfully false and curated. Like um, you see, like especially at this time, you know, kind of in in lockdown and everybody's doing homeschool, and you get get some people out there posting, "Oh, we did uh, twenty hours with our kid today homeschooling." Um, they now they now know the Cyrillic alphabet, um, and, and then like other parents are reading that and just absolutely plunging themselves into a pit of despair. Yeah. And then I think like a really amazing tonic, like mental health wise, is just that, you know what? I screamed at my kids today. I shouldn't have. Having a really rubbish day. Can't get them to do anything. Yeah. I, I just want to go and, and drink myself to sleep. Yeah. And bizarrely, it's it's the honesty of the post that's the tonic to all of the kind of uber curated airbrushed um kind of supposed windows into people's lives that's completely false or is if it's true it's only true for about three seconds of their day um and it's kind of that that honesty as well of just like so like with sarah's story it's just like we we have no idea which way's up we're so utterly depressed but we hope like and you know when we can't hope our friends carry us um and it's that reality because if we just turn around and said it's all going to be okay everything's rosy um then that story wouldn't 
yeah. inspire anybody else because everybody else would just look at you like I have no idea how you get to that place yeah. um, and so we feel even more rubbish now because we can't even do that yeah. um, so it's that honesty as well I think what are the biggest challenges facing well I, I it's slightly what are the biggest challenges facing us in showing the way that we living visible and how can they be overcome is that the right framing? Yeah. I guess it kind of is. Yeah. Because, yeah. What do you think, Matt? I, well, I think what I just mentioned there, the the absolute honesty of some posts, when we talk about the intentionality behind what we're doing, sometimes it's the most unintentional, honest, raw things that we put out that strike the, the greatest cord with people on these platforms because there isn't any messing around basically it's right to the point and i think that's what social media really is at at its heart sometimes is the absolute point of a person the absolute heart of a person in that moment um and and that's what we kind of harness in that chunk of and social media is is it comes and goes you know something you post nowadays we've got time hop or ways to look back but really again like so mentioned it is that mirror to yourself it only shows up on your feed to tell you that you posted this x many years ago but it's still very much about sharing that exact content make sure it's in the now make sure it's here and present but in terms of so in terms of the fact that 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 social media celebrates the instant. The challenge that we have is keeping the story going, I think, in, in many ways, in terms of living visible, is that absolute resilience that, like Susie's mentioned, having that heart in the moments where not not to make things false or or throw away at the same time, but to but to still know your intentionality is the thing that you control in those moments and really knowing that and really kind of celebrating that and harnessing it in the ways that we're interacting with people. Um, But it's also just, I know we talk about it being a challenge, but sometimes it's just about being you and understanding that you might want to put something on social media. You might want to step away from social media. And I think that the, the key thing behind all of it as well, that we've also mentioned is health in terms of, social media health it's actually that whatever steps we're taking provided they don't take you down a really dark path it's about doing things healthily and i think social media social media is something the only real parameters you have is your own self-control in that and knowing when you've hit a limit or you think you've struck a chord with somebody in a negative way it's it's your self-responsibility to manage that and i think that's our greatest challenge of humankind is this platform or these platforms can be addictive or they can really take a negative turn at points and it's about having our health both as individuals but also as a community to be able to share respectfully and and take great care on platforms that are that really don't really care what you post or not they're just the medium in which it can go out so it's that having that control care and support through as much as we can i'm not going to say everything because some days you might just need to post something but as much as you can do um yeah, that's that's me in a nutshell. I think that's it, Matt. I think that's exactly. It. I think that for me, the biggest challenge, and then in the same breath, the thing to overcome it or to to manage that challenge, is that these 
spaces in whatever way we engage with them and it is different like we've talked about have to be about connecting social connecting with people it has to be about that because if it's not about connecting with people you start to think okay what well, what what is it about like it becomes something completely different doesn't it it's like if it becomes like you said Sai, if it becomes about like i'm just going to show me as this kind of completely airbrushed perfect individual who's just yeah. almost a, a mini deity on the planet um then that's not about connecting with people that's about making yourself vanity ego yeah yeah. vanity absolutely that Mm -hmm. and therefore the honesty is so important and i think it's that those honest relationships that that or those honest connections that that we need to keep at the center of it and i think if it becomes like you said matt if it becomes unhealthy both to yourself or to other people if it becomes something that's disconnecting then then that is when it's a problem i think when those things happen that's when there needs to be a step back and go, okay, well, what, yeah. what, what am I doing here? How do I do this? But I think then this, the solution to that at the same time can be, okay, and then how, how do I reconnect with people? And maybe that's through these platforms, but maybe it's like, like we talked about, it's a step sideways and go, okay, well, how else can I connect with, with people? I'm really lonely. Social media platforms, the only thing I use to connect with people, but I'm feeling a bit rubbish about it right now. So how do we step sideways and go, okay, I can also connect through Messenger or I can connect through WhatsApp or I can Zoom if I can't physically be with the person right now Um, or I can phone them or or whatever it may be or ask them to do that. And it's, I think it's that, isn't it? I think as soon as it becomes not about the social connections, that's when it becomes something that we just, there's no point to it. There's absolutely no point to it. Um, I think it's a fantastic space to enable and, and to strengthen those connections but I think where possible, though those though those connections can hopefully exist outside of it as well, but it can still be a place for it to have those connections yeah. strengthened too. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's funny because while you're you while you're both speaking, uh, it's kind of rude of me, but I was thinking of something else. Um, <laughs> no, you know, just kind of I, I think part of the reason, and you've said this a few times, Steve, that we're not ready. Yeah. I just think that it's really odd, like to try and deploy biblical language to how we use social media because like so matt you said about like it's kind of instantaneous isn't it It kind of just encapsulates literally the moment and it's just like one of the great challenges there then is just being faithful yeah yeah. you know if you think about like 1 corinthians 13 and how it describes love it endures it's patient it takes place over time it's there's a consistency to it and so it's like one of the big challenges is actually just to be faithfully faithful or you know, enduring a long obedience in the same direction as uh, Eugene Peterson would say. And then the other thing is, is because it is completely unedited, there is no kind of um, barrier to self-publication or self-promotion that one of the massive things is self-control. And, you know, kind of in James, it talks about, I mean, he talks about the tongue being such a powerful part and like who can restrain it. And, you know, like social media is kind of a figurative uh, tongue isn't it that kind of can run wild and, and it can cause a lot of destruction and and you're right Steve Locke I don't think we are ready for that sort of liberty um in terms of that that's one of the great beauties of of, of Christianity because it kind of whilst it is you know it is for freedom that Christ has set us free but it's also like um a terrific obedience that's required as well and, and a devotion of and, a, and of um giving of self you know so there's that kind of 
funny paradoxical metaphor of being a slave but being free and or being slaves and being friends as you know slaves to righteousness and stuff like that and it's kind of dare dare we like um actually edit ourselves dare we um curate ourselves in the correct way if, if you know what i mean in in kind of is this loving is this gentle is this peace giving uh why am i posting it then yeah. Is this connection building, uh, to, to use your language, Steve? It, does this build connection? Yeah. Um, and it's that, it's that self-discipline, that self-control, you know, another one of those kind of virtues that Paul talks about, you know, be self-controlled. Um, and it's wonderfully easy to not be self-controlled on, on, even with our time, you know. So like Susie, you were saying, just, it's really easy to just get sucked into that, you know, flicking down the, down the, the, the feed and actually just being like, Oh, I really didn't realize that about, you know, that that Easter egg in the Marvel like universe or was Jar Jar Binks really that old in Star Wars and okay. stuff like that. And then, it kind of, <laughs> you know, there's definitely like it's really easy to be to have a lack of self-control as well. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. And I think that's it, isn't it? I think it's that in a way for me is why it's it is. I think you talked about it, so why it's a mirror It's it's it just exacerbates where we're at. And I think it just reveals where we're at. Um, and therefore we blame the, the kind of program or the, the platforms or whatever it may be, but actually it just shows a mirror up to go, actually, well, maybe you're not as gracious or as kind or as patient as you thought you were because that person said one thing about political point B and you just flew off the handle or that person posted this and you just were just knocking your next post. Or something like that. Do you know what I mean? It, like it just reveals us, and therefore I think it's a wonderful challenge then to go. Okay, that's what it shows. What I feel like right now, and then you just rely on go. God, I want to be a, an example of what it looks like to love people on this platform, and therefore I need you to help me deal with that in me because it might not always pop up in my everyday life, but it pops up here, and it pops up here in that relationship to that person, and therefore that needs to be. Yeah to be looked at and worked at. And I want that to be shifted in, in the way I relate to people. And I think that, and again, it's why it's challenging, but also why it's really a wonderful opportunity because it it really can be a place where, yeah, whether we like it or not like it, it can be a place where people receive something of of, of the love and the heart of God, not because we get it perfectly right, but because we're willing to go, okay, I got that wrong, but I want to be better at that. I want to know, I want to experience the love of God so I can demonstrate it better in that place.